me go quickly into the word. I want you to go to the book of Micah, the seventh chapter. Micah 7 and 8. And I want to go back to the thought and to the message and the inspiration. Fail to win. Amen? Fail to win. Everybody say, fail to win. The book of Micah 7, the 8th verse says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, when I fail, when I falter, when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, don't count me out. Hallelujah. The Lord will be a light unto me. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that when you have life experiences, failure is a part of that journey. I know that that didn't sound positive, but I'm telling you absolutely, failure is a part of every success story. There is no success there's no one who succeeded. There's no one who has made it that did not suffer through some major failures. The greater the success, the more failures they had to overcome. Hallelujah. Because the, the, the trying of our, our, of our life's gifts and our purpose doesn't end when you get to a certain plateau. It increases. I'll have to say that again. The higher up you go, the more you got to fight. And the more that you attain, the more that you have got to fight to conquer. Hallelujah. I know that we said the battle is not yours, it belongs to the Lord. Yes, yeah, that's true. He will win the war for you, but you will fight some fights. Oh, don't get it wrong. God never called us to stand still and just, and he's going to come in and just win every war for us. No, if that was the case, he would have never given us armor. If that's the case, that he would never given us a shield of faith. He would have never given us a sword of the spirit. He would have never given us the helmet of salvation. He would have never given us the breastplate of righteousness. He would have never girded our loins with truth. He would have never put the gospel on our feet. If we were not to fight in this fight, we would have no need for armament. But I want you to know that this life is filled with battles. And the strong don't just survive, the strong thrive. You don't hear what I'm saying. The strong don't just barely make it, the strong overcome. The strong stand in victory, the strong stand with the battle scars to prove that they've been in the skirmish, the battle scars to prove that they fought the good fight and that they've won the battle and that the war is already accomplished. The warfare, somebody say my warfare is accomplished. Say it again, my warfare is accomplished. Mean that I win. I win and my winning is based on how I deal with life's vicissitudes. <laughs> Failure is a part of great success. Micah said don't get happy 
when you see when you see me mess up along the way don't rejoice and throw a party when you see me fall it didn't say if I fall over here it didn't say if I fall but there is a time that is coming that I am going to drop the ball somewhere along the line there's a time that's going to come where my flesh may rise up and I may get out of sorts and you may catch me at the wrong time well you should be in the, under the blood at all times I am but there's some times when my flesh has got to be crucified that I forgot to nail it amen it's time where my mouth may be a little reckless and the Holy Ghost got to slap me in my mouth and anybody ever get to that point where the Holy Ghost had to convict you and cause you to swallow your words and cause you not to function in your anger anybody want to tell the truth Oh yeah, to those super spiritual people I ain't talking to you I'm talking to some people that take the mask off so they can breathe There are times where you, you may want me to take my, my, my moment. There's, there are times where you may want me to woosa. There, there are times where you may, may want to back up just a little bit so I can get my equilibrium before I address you. Hallelujah. And if you leave it up to the Holy Ghost, he'll correct me. But occasionally, there are things that happen in my life that are not as successful. There are ventures that I may have entered into that may not succeed upon the first attempt. Amen. There are some things that I may have put my hand to that I could not finish or did not finish. There may have been some stumbling along the way. There may have been some balls that were dropped and some situations that did not come to total fruition. Those are called failures. And I know, I know, I understand, I understand. Because if we talk about failure, it means like, it's like, it's like a disgrace, it's like, it's like a dishonor. But let me tell you something. Failure does not always mean that you are that. It means that you have experienced failure, but you are not a failure. Well, uh, failure doesn't identify the winner. Failure educates the winner. Anybody here? Failure does that. Do I know that you? God bless. Failure does not identify the winner. Are you hearing me? I, I'm not identified by my failure. I'm, I'm able to learn. It educates me. It informs me. It gives me the chance to step back and to recalibrate. It gives me the ability to reassess what happened wrongly. I know good and well that he called me to this so it cannot fail. No, y'all. I know I'm preaching something that may make some folk have some flashbacks, but I want you to understand how to make the best of what's gone wrong. 
Failure to some weak people causes them to throw in the towel. Failure to some weak folk make them say, I'm, I'm, I quit. Hallelujah. Failure to weak people makes them losers. But failing is not losing. Am I complicating this thing? Failure to weak people who quit makes them losers. But failure to those who are strong makes them learned, makes them educated, makes them sit back and reform the way that they do things, makes them evaluate who's working with them, causes them to cut loose those people who are good to them but not good for them cut umbilical cords that may lead them to more failure and to, and to break free so that they can move forward according to the vision that God gave. Yeah. People that fail to win. Hallelujah. People that fail to win. That simply means that they failed and now they're able to readjust so that they can accomplish. This may not be a Holy Ghost message right now, but it sure should be educational. Because we have too many people who have absolutely missed the mark and messed up time and refuse to believe that they couldn't make it simply because their attempts to do something that God called them to didn't work out right the first time. I'm talking to you sitting in this room looking at me like deer caught in headlights. I'm talking to you that are online watching right now. Just because it did not happen the way you thought it should and the way people expected it to does not mean that you've lost the opportunity. Failure does not mean that you lost the opportunity. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, sometimes failure is a blessing. Because it gives you a period of pause to overlook all the things that happened. It gives you a period of caution. It gives you a period to readjust. Sometimes failure stops you from losing. I'm not, getting it. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm not getting it from you. Sometimes failure keeps you from losing. Sometimes the bottom drops out of something so you don't put anything more in it. And so that you don't waste any more resources, that you don't waste any more time, that you don't waste any more effort. Sometimes failure causes you to stop. To learn to grow and to go. When you look at some of the greatest success stories in history like Abraham Lincoln, and you count how many times he failed the bar exam. Hallelujah. How many times he failed the bar exam. How many failures he encountered in his life. How he started a business and farming and that failed. Hallelujah. Out of all of the different ventures that he went into, all of the failures pushed him to learn. I don't hear anybody. 
it pushed him to learn. When he came in 13 out of 18 in his first run of politics, it pushed him to go and learn. I don't hear anybody here. When I was studying this and I read about Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, who was one of the greatest minds giving us the law of gravitational pull and, and he was the one who developed calculus. He is, the, he is a mastermind who was a failure in school. Amen. Who had to take two years off in order to really recalibrate because he was doing so poorly in school. But when he came back in 1670, he came back after studying as a genius. Man, y'all not getting this. There is no hikanamanda in this one. There is, there's sobriety right now. Trying to get you to get back up into the game and stop being, excuse me, Pastor Ron, excuse me, everybody that's going to watch this, stop being a punk. Stop being a punk. God ain't called you to be no punk. God didn't give you a white flag and he didn't call you to throw in a towel. God said that you got to go through some things if you're going to be a success. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't win a victory without a war. Amen. So you need to bristle yourself up, square your shoulders, dust yourself up, lift up your head, and get back into the vision that God called you to. And take into consideration everything that happened in the past. And reframe your attempt and your way of thinking because you only fail to win. Man, this is not a Holy Ghost one. Y'all sitting up here waiting for the, the organ to whirl. It ain't whirling today. Of all people on this earth, of all people on this planet, the Christian should understand their true potential. The Christian should not live in poverty. I didn't say not experience it, but you're not supposed to live in it. It'll happen, but you're not supposed to make that your residence. You don't give poverty your zip code. You're not, I'm trying to help you here. You're not supposed to have a house in total impoverishment. You're supposed to be, that's a stop. That's a stopover as you're on your way to prosperity. And you're going to learn in that impoverished period how to better organize and utilize your time. There's not an overcoming, an overwhelming amen. That's okay. But you got to break that mindset. You got to break that mindset. I'm happy with Jesus alone, though poor and deserted. That ain't the gospel. That ain't the gospel. That's why I don't sing that hymn. That's, oh, that's one of a few hymns I cannot sing because it is not accurate. I'm happy with Jesus alone. I'm happy with Jesus alone. Though poor and deserted, thank God I can say, who wants that? 
thank God I can say that I'm poor and deserted and I, 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 all I need is Jesus. When the Bible says money answers all things. Bring me my chair because I'm going to have to sit down like a grandpa and teach this thing. The Bible says that money answers all things. Failure is not a part of our lifestyle. I don't hear anybody. Failure is not a part of our lifestyle. Failure is not final. I don't hear anybody. Everybody say failure, failure. is not final. Failure is not my final destination. And failure is not long-term. Hallelujah. Failure is not going to be a part of my life and my children's life and my children's children's life. I am not leaving an inheritance of failure. Oh, Shanda. I'm sorry, I'm about to speak in tongues. I am not leaving an inheritance of poverty. I am not leaving an inheritance of struggle. I'm going to show my children how to overcome failure. I'm going to give my children and my children's children the faith in God and the tenacity in life to overcome everything that came to overcome me. If you agree with that, give God a shout. Come on, give God a shout. Failure is not final. Failure does not end my existence. Hallelujah. Failure is one moment in my life story. Failure is never going to be my name. Hallelujah. I told you last week, I said, now, I have failed in many points. If I count my failures, and every time that I faltered, they'd be much too much to mention. I could never count them all. I, I, I understand my failures. I failed at time management. I failed at money management. That's why I got my financial advisor here today. I, I failed at keeping my word many times. But I told you last week, my greatest failure is my failure to fail. Stop. That's not just a sound bite. My failure to fail is my greatest attribute. My greatest failure in all of my life is my resistance and my failure to fail. That is something I embrace because it simply means that everything that went wrong, I had enough gumption. I had enough word. I had enough inspiration. I had enough leadership by the Holy Ghost to get up out of the dust and the rubble of that failed attempt. Brush myself off. Stand up and square my shoulders and move forward into my next move. Move forward into my next attempt and learn from what happened yesterday never to repeat it again and 
watch it work out for my good. I refuse to fail as a career, but everything that goes wrong will be taught as a lesson on how to make things right. Oh, I don't think I'm getting through to you. I, I, I failed at failing. I, I, never got, I never got that thing right. I never got failing right to the point where I would just resign. I never got failure right to the point where I just throw in the towel. I had some kind of bounce back ability. Some kind of resilience. Hallelujah. I could get up out of that thing and, and I, I could see where it went wrong and pray for strength and ask God when I felt like giving up. Ask God to renew my strength. Y'all know where I'm going. For if you just take a moment, if you just take a breather and wait on the Lord, don't be in a rush. Wait on the Lord. Evaluate your situation, step back and wait on the Lord. And be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me, I'm trying not to be a preacher. I'm trying to teach you because they that wait on the Lord shall have your strength renewed again. There's a strength renewal coming. <laughs> After the last failure, there's a strength renewal coming. <laughs> After the last attempt, there's a renewal of your strength coming. Wait on it, 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 wait on it. You shall renew your strength. You shall mount up. You shall mount up with wings just like an eagle. And you're going to soar higher than you've ever gone before. Because your last failure can't stop your wing from spreading. Your last failure doesn't stop the strength of your wind. Your last failure doesn't stop you from climbing to heights unknown. You shall mount up on wings like an eagle. You shall run and not get weary. This looks like a picture of strength, doesn't it? This looks like a picture of an athletic prowess and ability that would intimidate. But in more than intimidate, it inspires. Because this picture shows failure defeated. You missed it. How many times did he fail? 
before he got to this level of athletic ability? How many times did he fail before he could take this picture and show his true acumen and strength? We're looking at the final product, but we're not looking at the process. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not get exhausted from the walk and never faint. You've got to understand that God works through your failure. God works through the attempts that fail. And he's teaching you. Look at somebody say, he's teaching me. He's teaching me to get back up. Teaching me to try again. Teaching me not to give up. Teaching me not to resign. But teaching me how to draw a second wind. Teaching me how to go and renew some more strength. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Every day, I'm in my room. Every morning, I'm in my bedroom. Doing calisthenics. Doing exercises for the core. Sitting on the edge of my bed. Getting heart rates increasing saying Lord God am I having a heart attack but I don't stop because I've got to get to the point where I win the war over sickness with this body so I gotta push myself I gotta push myself until my until my body starts to hurt I gotta push myself until my win I get winded I gotta push myself till my muscles start to atrophy doing push-ups doing sit-ups doing crunches y'all don't hear what I'm saying why do you keep on doing that if you're hurting your body why do you keep on going because there's a goal oh man let me talk to somebody that understands there's a tenacious there's a goal that keeps me focused there's a goal that I know I've got to get to and I failed in time past and thus can't close my jacket because I failed in time past I know it sounds funny but it inspired me that if I get back on the horse and I get back to work, I can win this thing. I, I failed health-wise and developed diabetes. But if I get back up on the right track, instead of failing and dying with diabetes, y'all not hearing. Instead of failing and dying with my limbs cut off and my eyesight gone and stroke and heart attack, I find the failure of, the, of my, my, my past practice 
is educational in the success of my future. Because now I know what not to eat. Now I know that I gotta work out. I don't hear anybody here. Now I know that I've gotta discipline this body. And I can't do what I used to do or what I want to do. But I've gotta do what's best for me. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. That's the reason why I just told him to take away that chair. Because I'm not going to get comfortable doing that. I got the power to stand. I got the power to preach. I got the strength to go forward. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will not let failure slow up my progress. I win. I win. If you're a winner, give God a shout and shake this house. Give God a shout and shake this house. Now let me close this message. Let me close this message. I'm talking athletics. And we have a gold medal Olympiad right here. Come here, Derek. This is a gold medal Olympiad. No, no. This is not just an athlete. This is a gold medalist. Stop. Not a silver medalist. Not a bronze medalist. This is a gold medal Olympiad. Which makes him one of the, the greatest, not A, one of the greatest athletes in the entire world. He can bring you the medals and he can bring you all of the credentials, but the one thing that he cannot bring you is a list of the failures because he outran the failures. Can you say one thing? You can say three things. Praise the Lord, everyone. So uh, last week, I was not here. But uh, Pastor, you said that sometimes an athlete can fall down in the hurdles and then later in that same meet win the relay. That's exactly what happened to me in June of 1992. I was picked to win the NCAA championships. Uh, in Austin, Texas, I was leading the race, but I got too close to a hurdle and fell. Then, later in that meet, my team, which was Georgia Tech, we were not expected to win the relay. But guess what happened? We won the relay. It's as if...
I was listening to it at home, and I'm, I, I'm th I was thinking, is, does Pastor know what happened at that meet? Later, that was 1992. Um, two weeks later, I had to try out for the 1992 Olympic team. You have to take first, second, or third to make it onto the United States Olympic team. I placed fourth. I did not make it to the Olympics. Four more years of hard training, tenacity, prayer. Not only did I make it to the Olympics, but I won the whole gold medal. What better way to punctuate this message? What better way to punctuate the point? To bring you to understand. And let me tell you something, this is not just something to inspire you. This is something to reignite you. Because there are many people in this room that have started something that you knew was supposed to work and it didn't work and you gave up. A lot of our poverty is because we failed to believe in ourselves. A lot of our struggles because we gave up before we could see the win. My brother, my sister. Our greatest, our greatest battle is against our minds. It is not a lack of resources. Look at me, look at me. It's not a lack of resources because resources can be found anywhere. I'm telling you from experience, resources can be found. It's not because you don't have enough support because God will send the right people. Maybe you have the wrong people as support. And maybe God says, I'm gonna cause this to fail so you can get rid of the dead weight and you can do it again. A lot of you have business plans that you have closed up and put on the shelf all because it did not work out the way that you expected it to work or because there was some heavy resistance. What do you think is going to happen with something that's called? What do you think is going to happen with something that God has birthed in you? It is going to meet with some of the greatest ferocious resistance because it is God. The enemy is not going to go easy on you just because God's given you a, a, a grace for something. He's going to multiply his assault against you. And that's when you've got to stand up and you've got to push past it. And if you've dropped the ball along the way, pick the ball up and start dribbling again because you've got to move forward. You have to move forward. Your wealth, your prosperity is in your moving forward. And we give up too quickly in Christianity. And we watch a few people make it and we just think, oh God just favored them. No, it wasn't because they were just chosen above you. It's because they refused to stop. Amen. 
They refuse to surrender. They refuse to believe that, oh, uh, I can't make it. No, God inspired me so that I could. But now I've got to believe in him and I've got to believe in me. Amen. I've got to believe in him and I've got to believe in me. I'm putting together a symposium 21 days from now. And I'm saying, God, there's not enough time. Ah, I wasted time. So let me just stop and maybe I'll just do it at another time. And the Lord said, no, you got to keep moving because your word is out now. Your word is out now. And you got to keep on moving. Even if it doesn't come about the way that you wanted to do, let that be a lesson to you. But when you put your word out, when you put your word out, you must, you must have your word respected. And you must honor your word. But what if, what if the people don't come out like I expected them to? Let that be a lesson, but let your word remain. But what if I don't make enough money to pay for all the whole thing? Then reach into your own pockets, but let your word remain. Because your success is based on your integrity and your word. I don't hear anybody. Your success is based on your integrity and your word. And if it does not work out the way you want it to, let it be a learning, a learning expedition. Remember Nelson Mandela? He said, I never lose. I either win or I learn. I refuse to lose ever again. Failure is something not achieving what you set it out to do, but the opportunity still remains. Losing is to absolutely be void of the win. I may fail, but I will never be void of the win. So I will, I will, do, I will do that. I will, I will have a wonderful concert, even if I got 12 people standing up there. And I will glorify God because even in this stage, three Grammys to my name, but I'm still learning. Uh-uh, no, no, no. But I'm still learning. 13 stellar awards, but I'm still learning. You're not hearing me. Because you don't know how many times I lost before I got the Grammy. You don't know how many times I had to sit in the auditorium and hear them call somebody else's name. And sit there and evaluate, okay, well, what? go back in now, do the next recording and do it like this. And then the favor of God is upon your obedience to God. And then you sit up the next year and they call your name. And if you would have thrown in the towel, it would have never happened. Stop, stop, stop. If the first album that didn't do well in its initiative would have caused me to, to give up, I would have never sold 1.9 million of them. The first album. When the first album started, we sold 30,000 after a year. That's a failure. 30,000 after a year. 
but you keep going. You don't say, oh no, I guess this wasn't for me. That's a punk. Excuse me for being so urban. But that's a punk, that's a punk move. Because it only sold 30,000, and that one sold, that one sold a million over there. But I kept going. And I happened to stumble onto a, a, an opportunity through a man named B.B. Winans. Hey, Donnie, I sang your song on a, on a My Angelou birthday cruise last week. I gave your name to Oprah. Huh? What did that mean to me? I don't know her. And I went away. I got a telephone call in the Bahamas. And I heard my song, Blessing, when I picked up the phone. Who is this? And I kept hearing, Donnie, he was very good. The song was black, I couldn't even hold it to my ears. Who is, turn the music down, stupid, I can't hear you. So mad about to blow an opportunity. They went and turned it down, came back to the phone and said, Donnie McClurkin. I said, who is this? This is Oprah Winfrey. I said, well, listen, I didn't mean turn it down stupid. I meant turn it down Cupid, because you're so cute. We talked for about 25 minutes on the phone. She talked about the song that only sold 30,000. And said, would you come and sing this for me at an affair I'm having? She would call back once a month and leave a message on my voice memo. This is Oprah Winfrey. I was wondering, can you sing two songs? Hi, this is Oprah Winfrey. I'm in Telluride, Colorado. Can you come and sing? Can you do four songs? Hi, this is Oprah Winfrey. Can you do 45 minutes? We got there and we were getting ready. And she came up and said, Donnie McClurkin, I work out to your music every day. This is from a fan 30,000 to every day. Can I sing with you? I said, well, can you sing? She said, I sing better than my friend Gail. Well, this is your show, so I'll grab a mic. She sang the whole thing with us. Next year, hallelujah. We went down to open up the Atlantis, going down next week to for a 20-year celebration. Open up the Atlantis. Oprah comes. I sing Stand. Michael Jackson, Natalie, Natalie Cole, and, 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 and uh, Stevie Wonder. And, uh, we, we sang. Open up the Atlantis. B.B. B.B. introduced me to all these people. I hide behind a tree and sing Stand because I'm scared. Another failure, a punk move. I hide behind a tree, a palm tree. They hear my voice and nobody can see me. The camera can't even focus on me. 
because I'm, 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 I'm afraid. Fear is a failure. Hallelujah. Had a, had a winter storm, a blizzard in the Northeast. I was living in Detroit at the time. Got a telephone call. Donnie McClurkin. This is Oprah Winfrey. Can you come down to the Bahamas and can we redo what you all did for the Atlantis for my television show? We fly down. Me and Bibi are on the pyramid. We're about to sing. She comes up in a golf cart and says, Donnie McClurkin. How many of these did you sell? It's a 30,000. She stood on, 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 on the show, held it up and said, this is my favorite CD. I listen to it every day. And here's my friend, Donnie McClurkin, along with B.B. Winans. They're going to sing it for you stand. Three months later, we were at 300,000. Ten months later, we were at 1.9 million. I fail to learn to win. Now over 13 million CDs sold around the world, over a billion streams and, and hits. all based on learning from failure. He just bragging. He just give me sick. He bragging so much. He just, Stop yourself. I'm trying to get you back into the game because I'm not the only one that should have a success story. 